What's up, everyone? I'm Angelique from WSOU, and today I'm joined by Chuck from Simple Plan. Chuck, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Nice meeting you. Thank you for having me. Trust me, it is my pleasure. It's like my pleasure. All right, so awesome. we're gonna we're gonna just hop straight in. Uh, your latest album, Harder Than It Looked, uh, dropped May sixth, and I've been listening to it all day. I've been listening to it all month, really. And for me, it feels like very reminiscent of your very first album, No Pads, No Helmets. And was this kind of on purpose? Uh, I would say that, yeah, it kind of was. I think the idea for us was really to return to our roots, kind of make a classic Simple Plan album that our fans and us would really, really love. And I think it's it, the idea was really to try to find all the elements and all the ingredients that make a Simple Plan album a great Simple Plan album and kind of mix it all together and try to come up with a modern version of the quintessential Simple Plan sound and make that work for 2022. Um, and so it was it's challenging because, you know, even if you do a, a fast tons of energy kind of song and 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 you know it can be okay all right you have all the ingredients but it just doesn't connect it doesn't have that magic so we just kept going at it and and writing songs until we felt we had 10 songs that would really represent the essence of this band what we what we really stand for what we love about being in this band and what our fans truly appreciate about us and i think um with these songs i feel super confident i mean so far the feedback has been incredible from the fans and I'm just really proud of it. I think it's exactly what we wanted to make. And um, I'm just excited for, for people to hear it. Yeah, I really felt like, like I said, it felt so much like going back to that first album. And so I know you said that, like, you wanted to go back and, like, create a classic Simple Plan album. But I feel like, in a way, the song also represents how much the band has grown in the 20-ish years since that first album. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I feel like when you make something like No Paz, No Almost, you know, or or even like our, our second album, still not getting any. I mean, we were we were 19, we were 20, 22. You know, it's a different moment in our lives and we had different problems in our lives or things to deal with. And, you know, now you fast forward almost 20 years, you know, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of um, a lot of who we are and how we perceive ourselves has stayed the same. But at the same time, our circumstances and, and our lives have, have evolved a lot. I mean, we have kids now or, you know, so it's a complete different type of like life situation. So I think the idea was really to, to still hit on the same themes that we have in the past, because I feel like these themes, they carry over in your entire life, you know, like, you're going to struggle and, and, and have some problems when you're in your late teens and or early 20s. And you're going to have some challenges when you're when you get older. And 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 I think in, in a way they are different, but fundamentally they can be pretty similar, you know, and I think that's what you hear on the record. Like it's like we're trying to write 
the more, and I hate that word and I don't, I don't want to use it, but the more, maybe more mature version of a Simple Plan album. But I think it's more like, it's never been about being juvenile or mature for us. It's always been about being ourselves. So now we're in a different spot. We're, you know, and we try to reflect that in the lyrics and the songs and the emotions that you get when you hear it. But we want it to be relatable for somebody our age, but also for somebody that's way younger and that's dealing with his own set of, of, um, of problems. And I think the key that we realize is the more honest you are and the more, the most open and forthcoming you are. And it's kind of counterintuitive, but the more you do that, the more people can connect with it, even though the reality might be a little different because I think people can perceive um, the honesty and the realness. And that's really what we try to do with this record with songs like anxiety and, iconic and uh i mean the antidote and all that it's just kind of like just opening up our hearts and our lives and kind of sharing it with people and hoping that that connects with their lives and so far it really seems like the the fans are are finding something that really resonates with them with the music you know yeah definitely so speaking of songs that have resonated with people um, this is, I'm going to give you a direct quote from one of the other DJs here at WSAU. He says, to ask you about the song too, because as a child of divorce, that one made his, his heart shatter. And so, yeah. can you explain a little bit about the process behind that one? Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, I think it's the one that is, it, it makes me think of Perfect, one of the songs that we had on No Paz, No Homo or Untitled or Save You or this song Save My Life. It's in the vein of like, we always have on every album one or two songs that, I don't know, I feel like are really powerful and really moving. And, and, and this one, it's interesting because we, we all come from, well, at least Pierre and I, the songwriters of the band, like we come from families that are still together. So we didn't experience it. But as parents now, I was and and dealing with friends or getting divorced and and uh, dealing with even in our own lives like you know having difficulties with your partner and trying to work it out and everything and trying to be the best parents you can be. The way that we wrote the song is that I started imagining what would happen if um, you know we couldn't work out our like our differences and we would have to do this to our son. So I kind of put myself in my son's shoes, I guess. He's only six and a half. So, but I tried to imagine what the impact or the consequence or how that would feel if like he couldn't have his two parents. And I mean, I got, it was kind of wild and it was kind of, it was actually not the most pleasant to imagine like what would happen. But at the same time, it was like, oh man, that really feels, that really hit home for me. And it was like, oh, like I, I will do anything I can for that not to happen. And I really hope that I can, you know, and it's tough because it's, it's two people and it's not an easy situation, but I really hope that we can be like, like the family that we should be with him. You know what I mean? And, and so that was kind of the idea behind the song. And it's kind of just kind of projecting myself like, Oh, what if this happened? How would he feel? You know? And that's the perspective. That's the point of view that we wrote the song from. And I think it's, kind of interesting it's a bit different um but i when when people hear it they they all feel like man this is exactly how that felt for me you know so it's that's always a good compliment and a good sign you know 
Yeah. And so would you say that two is one of your favorite songs on the album or would you say it's something else? No, it's definitely special for me. Like I, I like once we wrote that one, I felt like we had something really that would be meaningful to people and that they could relate to. I, so it's, I mean, it's hard. Like, honestly, I, I love the record. There's only 10 songs on it. So we didn't go and put out like 20 songs and half of them are just like, just there as fillers. Like we've, really believe like any of these 10 songs could have been the first single or could have been like, you know, like the, the, the favorite song of a fan or of us. Um, but I also really excited about Iconic. I think that one is, 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 is um, it's like we're so anthemic and it feels, feels like the kind of song that's really inspiring and that can be like kind of empower people and make them feel like they can achieve something special. They can be exceptional. They can be, they can reach for their dream. They can be really who they want to be. They can be like authentic and like themselves and that that's enough and that's okay. And that's, and, uh, and, and I think it's kind of like trying to inspire people to push themselves and in whatever they do, whether it's could be sports, but it could be also fashion. It could be whatever their passion is and just kind of just go for it and, and try to aim to do something special. And, um, and uh, yeah, so I think that's super exciting that that's inspiring. I love like a million pictures of you. I think it's a classic simple plan song. Like, so I love the melodies. I love that it's pop punk, but I don't know. It feels fresh and, and special. And uh, I also love slow motion. I think uh, I'm super excited about, yeah, I don't know, man. Like that has like a sort of like a new wave kind of eighties kind of throwback. Like it feels like the end of a, like, end of a movie, like the credit when they roll, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and I love that. I mean, that's kind of how we wrote it, you know, like there's a bunch of, of, of like cool movie references and the lyrics. And so, yeah, I don't know, man, I, I'm super excited about the whole thing. And uh, yeah, I'm, I can't wait for more people to hear it. It just came out last week. So it's still like in the discovery phase for a lot of people. So yeah, it's fun. It's a good time for us. Yeah, I'll be honest. Iconic's one of my favorite ones because you dropped the album, like you said, just over a week ago. And then, like, right now I'm getting ready to graduate. I'm trying to find a job. And I'm like, this is so hard. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Gotta stick, you yeah. gotta stick with it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. And it's just like, it's all about just being resilient. And it's, you know, it's, it's tough out there for for young people like like you that are in this position it's never been i feel in a way it's never been harder with the pandemic that just hit and just been i mean first of all congratulations on being able to graduate throughout all that i mean it's been so much disruptive stuff happening so yeah i think hopefully the song can make people feel like you know what like all this stuff all this hard stuff that's happening yeah it's tough in this moment but it's gonna pass and when i look back all this stuff is going to feel like it made me a stronger person and maybe more resilient. And it made me who I am, you know, today, like in the future, you know, and I think that's uh, hopefully that song creates that feeling when you hear it, you know? Yeah. But you'll well, be it all right. You're gonna, it definitely you're gonna does. Do great. All right. Amazing. Thank you. I'm so glad to Thank hear you. that. All right. And so, you know, this is you guys' first record not being signed to Atlantic slash Lava, which was subsidiary of Atlantic. So is you, but you guys didn't resign, you guys didn't sign with anyone else. Is there a reason you chose to like go the self-released path? Um, well, I mean, first of all, I just want to say it's, it was an incredible almost 19 years or 18 years or 20 years, I think even with, with, with Atlantic, they were great. 
we did some amazing things together and and you know i mean it was a dream come true to sell millions of albums and go around the world and and do everything that we've done but at this stage in our career and with the way that the industry is changing and evolving we felt like it was time for us to kind of step into this new role and really uh take control take, take full control of our own destiny and kind of own our masters for the first time and really be in in a different position than before and uh, i can tell you i can confirm it's a lot harder and more work than i ever thought it would be um but it's also been really exciting um we just feel like this is like we've you know we've self-financed this whole record and we've did it all ourselves and um and there's a lot of pride that comes with that it's it feels like it's the next chapter for artists you know in 2022 like i think a lot of people i think a lot of young artists are even going to go straight into that kind of path you know because i think it's it's quite different now like the the whole distribution thing is completely changed and it's um you know it used to be about, about having all the physical products all around the world and that's not really the case uh and i mean look at the end of the day there's arguments for both sides i think they're both valid path but for us at this time it felt like with this one we were confident that we could that we had such a strong fan base around the world that they would be there and support us and we wanted to know what it would be like to kind of do it on our own and so we'll see how it goes and we'll see what happens with the next album yeah well, i think it's going to work out for you guys especially you know you mentioned that strong fan base and so that kind of like tiptoes into my next question band's been around 20 plus years now and same with uh no pads no helmets but you know, I feel like every like two or three years, there's a whole new generation of people who discover no pads, no helmets and simple plan. So why do you think that uh, your music has such like staying power? Why you guys just like keep getting fans younger and younger as time goes on? Hmm. Because we're great. <laughs> besides uh, that, besides that. Yeah, no, I'm joking. Um, I think, well, it's a complicated answer, but I'll try to make it. I'll try to sum it up, but I think, first of all, the style of music, I think there's always been something very timeless about this kind of music in general, like the energy, the honesty of it. Um, when you hear it, it, it just, it's so catchy, but at the same time, there's more to it. There's more depth than people realize that the outside people that are looking in that don't really know the style realize that like there's so much, it's, it, it hits home. It, it gets you emotional. It gets you thinking it's inspiring it's it's not just fluffy it's not just catchy but there's a lot there's a whole deeper meaning to it and for for lots of bands and lots of songs in the kind of pop punk world you know uh and i think for us so that's on a broader sense i think the style like now that there's a big resurgence that's happening with shingan kelly and willow and all these artists that are embracing pop punk and these new generation of bands so i think that's also helping there's always new bands coming in so that's part of it and I think when they discover this, these, these new artists, they go back and they want to know who influenced them and what, how this, this whole scene started. And we're, we've been lucky to be a part of, of the early 2000s, sort of, you know, like the scene and with Psalm 41, with Charlotte, Blink, you know, all that. So I think now with streaming services and everything, you, can, you have access to, to all of it right there. So people can become fans in one day, you know, which is pretty incredible. Um, and I think on a more, like, if you talk about our band more specifically, I think the key has been, there's a few, few, few things that come to mind, but first of all, we never took any, like, like hiatus or anything. We've always just kept playing and touring and we kept putting out records. 
Uh, and I think we've always kept our priority on the songs. And the song is the key in any career. And as with now, as I realize with 20 years and we like when you, if you have a song that connects and you have a song or, or I would say multiple songs that really hit home, people will stay with you. They want to like, they, a song can have an impact and it makes people want to feel that feeling again and hear it again, come to a show and relive some special moments in their life or go back in time. So there's always that. But even with the new album, it's to keep the work ethic and the bar for your songs and your album as high as you can. And it's hard when you get older and you have more priorities. It's not just a band anymore. So it's hard to make a good album that, um, and to spend the amount of time that's needed to make something special. And I think that the one thing I'm proud of is that we don't put out a lot of albums. We take a lot of time to make them. But when they come out, they always feel, at least to us, like they're the best work we've ever done. And I think that's been one of the key. And I would say the last thing is the relationship with the fans, um, being nice and kind to our fans and making them feel like they're part of this. It's not just us above them, but it's all of us together at the same level, really connecting with them, talking with them, uh, being accessible, being on, you know, and now with social media, like sharing and, and, and being respectful of, and not taking it for granted and being grateful for what they've given us. I think that's been the key for us. Awesome. Love to hear it. Like, trust me, you've given us more than like we could ever give you guys. Like, uh, I appreciate that. These albums. You know what's crazy? We, we, we hear that a lot from people that we meet at the shows and on social media now and with the messages that we get and the comments and everything. And sometimes it, it's hard to believe in a way that we have that kind of impact. But I mean, we literally hear it every day. So at some point you just kind of go like, well, I guess the music did have, uh, did play a role in people's lives and, and it's been important for a lot of people. So, I mean, that's the best compliment you can get. And yeah, it's been, uh, it's, it, I think we're very privileged that we've been able to be a part of people's lives like that. And uh, we don't ever take it for granted. Yeah, like this music like shaped my entire life from the second I was like old enough to stop listening to whatever oh, my wow. parents were listening to. Like, <laughs> oh, thank from, you like, so much. Sixth That's... grade to now, like still wow. constantly on repeat. Well, that so, really means a lot. Thank you so much. So, like, a couple actually, it's not a couple years ago at this point, but a while ago, you guys founded the uh, Simple Plan Foundation. And then recently, yes. with the release of um, Wake Me Up, you guys decided that, you know, the funds from that single would be donated to the Ukraine and to help, like, help people out there with the war effort and, like, making sure that, you know, they can still have all the things that they need while their country's being torn to bits. So, like, you know, you guys have donated, I think, well over $2 million at this point through the Simple Found simple plan foundation and obviously now with the um, ukraine efforts why is it so important to you guys to like have all these charitable efforts and stuff because you know not a lot of big names do yeah um well i think it's it's been important because i think it goes back to how you're raised and the kind of values you have and 
and what has been like instilled in, in us from our families and 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 the kind of person that we want to be. And I think the idea for the foundation came from our from my dad actually. He was talking to me and we were on our second album and the first one that done you know well we had sold like three million albums and uh we were just about to start a big arena tour in canada and it was our first time headlining arenas and he's like man you guys things are amazing congratulations i'm super proud of you but i want you to think of like what kind of band do you want to be do you want to be just and how do you want to be like how do you want people to remember your band and what kind of legacy do you want to leave like do you just want people to think oh okay you had great success and you sold a lot of albums and you sold tickets and you, you know or do you want to go further and try to have a true uh like tangible impact on people's lives and obviously when i was like oh well we'd love to have more of an impact and and he and he suggested the idea of, of starting a foundation and it, yeah i just felt like this it felt like it was um it was the perfect thing that we wanted to do to try to be more than just a rock band. We wanted to try to have an impact in our community and try to use our platform to do positive things. Um, so we started it and at first it, it started small and, but it was a simple idea. Like every ticket that we're going to sell, we're going to give $1 away to, um, to our, to our foundation so we can help out young people in need. And one of the reasons why we, we felt it was important is because again, we started getting all these letters from people like back in the day it was actual like real letters and they would come to my dad's office because we didn't have a p.o box or anything so we give him that address and he would go and at first it was a few little bags and then it started to be like these crazy gigantic bags and he would open them and he would see just how much the music was helping people and how much the music was a lifeline for these people for so many fans how it was their, their lives were really challenging and how they were music they, they were using the songs to um to kind of find um help you know and he was like you guys should it's great that you do music for these people but you should try to do something more tangible more direct and that's how we started the foundation and we're still doing it today on this store there's still one dollar on every ticket that's going to a charitable organization and um and you know I, it's um it's been a big part of the dna of the band and who we are and we're going to keep doing it un until we're not a band anymore, hopefully for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, wow, this is nerve-wracking for me. Like I said, I'm a huge fan, so, like, this is awesome. But, all right, so one of my next questions is, I should have asked this one earlier, I guess, but you guys have made a lot of music that's impacted a lot of people. What would you say that your favorite song all time is you got six albums out you got songs that aren't on albums you got live albums right like huh wow if you can't pick just That's one it. top top three to five well <laughs> i'll pick you i'll tell you what here's what i'll do i'll pick one per album and okay. it's gonna be like my favorite but also i think the one that the most important for the band on each album that's been like the sort of the key song that has shaped you know our career so on the first one i would say my favorite song is perfect uh because it's the most personal we ever wrote that i ever wrote it's, it was about uh explaining to my parents that i was going to drop out of law school and i was going to be in a band and and i did and you know they were so supportive of our band and our music but for them it was a 
hobby. You know, it was never possible to do be doing this on a professional level and to make your living doing that. And uh, so we had many, many long, difficult conversations about it and how I was just trying to explain to them how important it was for us. And, you know, how like we couldn't we couldn't live with ourselves if we didn't try, you know. And I said, like, hey, law school will still be there in five years if I don't make it. But this chance not going to be there. And again, it goes, it ties up to the whole I, I, like iconic thing. Like, like I, I want to do something special. I want to be something exceptional. And, and uh, they gave us a shot. They said, okay. It was, and then we rolled perfect one night, literally after we had a tough conversation. And I was so frustrated. I was like, oh, man, I wish they could understand. I'm sorry. I can't be the way you want me to be. I can't be exactly what you had in mind, whatever expectation that you had. And that's kind of how it came out. And Pierre and I wrote it. And it, but it came from that sentiment of just having that conversation, you know. And so that's why I think it resonated so so much with everybody around the world because it truly was super personal. And I think people could feel it in the words, you know. So that's the one for the first record. Second record, I would say my favorite on the second record. Oof. Well. Maybe I think the most special one for the band was "Welcome to My Life." That really, like, it's one of the it's one of our like signature song that everybody knows around the world. Whenever we play it, that's the one that goes off. But I would say that my favorite on the album was maybe "Shut Up." I thought like that was like I don't know, just like a nice little pop punk nugget. You know, it was so fun. Um, on the third album. That's pretty easy. Uh, actually, it's not easy because there's so many good ones. My son loves Take My Hand. That's his favorite song now. So we <laughs> played that a lot in the car. He's always asking me to, to hear that. He loves that one. It's his favorite. So I really like it. We, I love playing it live. And I would say also No Love. It's kind of like a, a song that people don't talk about. It's a little bit under the radar. But I just, I just thought it was really emotional and cool and a different theme for us and interesting. Um, the fourth record, Get Your Heart On. I would say loser of the year for me personally. I just think it's just fun and it's super high energy and, and it's a really cool lyric different. It's a nice twist on the lyric. Um, I like that one. Um, but obviously the big song was, was Summer Paradise and it changed our career because it gave us a, a chance to have a hit like 15 years into our career, which was amazing. And was like a number one in Europe and Australia and Canada. And it was, uh, it also opened up all the possibilities for Simple Plan, like to do a song with Sean Paul. Like if you told me that we would do that in 2002, I would have laughed and said, you're crazy. There's absolutely no chance. And then somehow we have a song with Sean Paul and it's like a reggae song and, <laughs> and it's huge, you know? So it was kind of like, it was interesting. I think it opened up a lot of doors for us to do different things. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm taking a long time to answer that question. No, but, it's okay. Take uh, all the time you the, want. <laughs> right. On the fifth album, I think I love Opinion Overload. Just pop punk, heavy song. Uh, really cool. And uh, on this new record, well, I kind of already answered that, but I feel like I'm going to go with Iconic. All right. Listen, those are all great choices. Like, right. Thank agree. you. What's your favorite? Oh, Okay. All right. I can't remember the track list for every song, but I think my number one song right now is I'm Just a Kid. Oh, nice. Yes, of course. 
Yeah. <laughs> it, it switches between welcome to my life and I'm just a kid constantly. Uh, two classics right. for us. Yeah. Love it. So obviously we're doing this interview to kind of promote, promote the Blame Canada tour. And you get, so you guys are on tour with some 41, Derek, all those awesome guys. And you're telling us to blame Canada for having you, but for, personally, I think we should be thanking Canada. Like, thank you, Canada. Yes. We can blame we can blame Canada for Justin Bieber, but we'll thank Canada <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> oh, awesome! I appreciate that. Thank you. It's just kind of like a tongue. It's kind of it's kind of interesting and funny that the two bands from Canada that never toured together are finally doing it. So we thought I think it was Derek's idea to come up with the the name of the tour, and it's quite clever. I like it. <laughs> it is very clever, but you know you guys have been a band for a long time and you've toured the new york pennsylvania new jersey tri-state more than a couple times so what's your favorite thing about you know coming to this part of the u.s oh man a lot i just i mean i just love the vibe like the i mean for, well first of all the answer is that there's always been a really special connection with the band and this area like it's um I think it starts from the fact that that's where we kind of primarily started touring in the early, early days because we were from Montreal. So geographically, it made a lot of sense for us to be there. It was a lot easier to get to than California or, you know, the, the West Coast or even like down in Florida or whatever. So we were there a lot. We played a lot in New Jersey and New York. And, um, it's, and it's really where we kind of started in the U.S. So I think that People were there, they were the first fans, and, and a lot of them are still with us. Like, they saw us on our first tour with Sugar Ray, college tours, like, literally nobody knew us. Our record wasn't even out yet. And some people saw these shows, and they keep coming back. Um, they keep coming back to the shows now, which is incredible for me, like, 20 years, 21 years later. Um, so, yeah, it's been, I think that has to do with it. And what else do I, I mean, so the shows, have been incredible since we started coming. So whenever we, whenever we we play in New York or in New Jersey, like the crowds are bigger and, I mean, I want to say better, but I mean, and absolutely awesome. The reaction is is sick, and it's always a special. There's just something special about playing this area. There's, you know, our label was there for almost 15 years, so these shows always had like this kind of like, and it's New York, like there's journalists and media and and you want to impress it's like a special show you know um and i just love the city i just love everything about it everything around it like at long island new jersey all these places are, it's just a great vibe and uh yeah so just love coming back especially uh like now it was a bummer that we had to postpone the shows uh, a few weekends ago but we're coming back and in august so i think it's even going to be even better um we're gonna have even better weather and uh hopefully knock on wood but um yeah these shows are gonna be amazing i can't wait they're all like i think they're all like 99 so 99.9 .9 sold out in pier 17 and ashbury park so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be really fun yeah so we have people who won tickets through sou to the show at the stone pony summer stage so SOU, oh, amazing. people will definitely be there i'll definitely be there and then, you know, my final question, because we're running out of time a little bit. Is there anything else you want to say? Like, floor is yours. It's all you know. Oh, uh, well, well, first of all, I just want to say, for, you know, thanks for all the kind words throughout this whole interview. It was, it was so, so pleasant to talk to you, and I really appreciate it. And I just want to say 
to everybody out there, just, you know, hey, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to do what we love the most in the world. You know, like we've been so blessed. We've been so fortunate to be able to do this, to keep doing this. And um, and that's as much as like, yeah, we've put in a lot of effort and time and energy into this. And um, I think that we realize more and more with the years that go by that there's an element of luck that with all of this and, you know, we got, and that's, we got, lucky that we were able to do this on on at the level that we're doing it but really more than hard work or luck it's it's really about the people's support you know so we've been lucky that people have supported this band and have given us so much so we're just really grateful so thank you and hopefully you guys can check out the new album and come to the shows and um we're looking forward to having you all right well thank you so much chuck it's been like an absolute pleasure to be able to sit and spend this time with you my pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Cheers. You too.